bless you. It's good to see all of you that are watching. We want to welcome you this morning. It's a very special Sunday, and I want the Lord to bless your life. Right, right where you are, would you lift your hands to the Lord for a moment and just stay right in the spirit. Yes, Lord. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one. We do love you today, Father, for your presence. You're great. I thank you that you're here to work among us, that Jesus might be glorified. I thank you, Father, for your presence being mighty with all those who are with us online, right there in their homes, right in their settings. We do praise you, Lord. Make your word alive to us and release the power of your word. Thank you for the courage to obey you. I give you praise. I honor you today, Father. We do thank you. We bless your name. Amen, amen. Just leave those hands up and just worship him just a little bit. Drop that key just a little bit for me, would you please? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Lord, Lord, that just to come down. I'm sorry you didn't hear me. Come down just a bit. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. It's okay to worship, you know. We haven't been in each other's presence in a while. It's all right to do that. Do you do that? And the way you do that is just talk to the Lord and express to him. You're those that are watching with us. Just express to him what he means to you, how much you need him. Even the Lord himself, he said, I can do nothing without my father unless, unless he gives me the, the say-so to do so. I, I only speak those things that I hear my father speak. I only do those things that I see my father do. And it's my desire to be pleasing in his sight, to be pleasing to him. That's what Jesus said. David said, I delight, Lord, to do your will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. Make, it make your declaration. There is no one else like you. 
Look at Luke chapter 5. You, you may have your seats if you want. Luke chapter 5. I'm just going to share a story that you, we've often read. But more than that, I want the Lord to have his way in your life today. Um, it's an amazing it's an amazing account of what the Lord, what he did and what he wants to do even this morning. Um, in this new norm, miracles are the new norm. That means that you ought to be expecting God to answer and to show up in your specific situation no matter how difficult it may be in fact I'm speaking to those of you that are watching me today as difficult as your situation may be and as impossible as it seems for you to make a change that you need made it is nothing to God for what is impossible with men is possible with God and I, I want you to know that God today who can intervene right in the midst of your what seems to be unchangeable situation. And the Lord, he, he weighs the heart. He knows what you need and, and he is longing to, longing to show you who he is in your situation that is so dire. I love what my wife was saying, talking about every man being responsible for his house. All, all of you here at one point will be responsible for your house. And some of you have situations in your home, family members who have great needs. You, God needs to show up for them. You can't do for them what only God can do. In fact, I want you to raise the level of your concern for the people that God has placed in your circle and under your influence and in your household. This season of miracles that God is doing, it's time for the Lord to reveal himself for you and for some of you through you. In this passage of scripture in Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 17, it describes the time when Jesus was teaching and some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting around him. We might call them the super religious. And they had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from, from Jerusalem. And this is an interesting statement. And the power of God, the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. I know we've been away from each other. I know that this pandemic, and some would call it a plandemic, with some of the things that are coming out and some of the, the truths that are now being revealed, we're realizing that maybe the concern that we had surely was warranted in a certain situation in time, but maybe it's not as warranted as, as it ought to be, or maybe not as, as warranted as it was told it was in these present times. Some of you are tired of masks. If you're tired of masks, raise your hand. Okay, I'm going to be a little bold. If you're tired of masks, lift your mask up and say, I'm tired of masks. <laughs> <laughs> and we, and we, and we want, you know, it doesn't mean we don't have a concern for people who, who, who are vulnerable. But we're not afraid. 
lift both hands if you decide I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid. And they were seated around Jesus and, and he was teaching and the power of God was present for him to heal. And some of the men were carrying, check this out, and some men were carrying on a bed a man who was paralyzed and they were trying to bring him in and, and, and sit him down in front of Jesus. But not finding any way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and they let him down through the tiles with his stretcher. It's a new definition of tear the roof off the sucker, tear the roof off the sucker. It's, a, it's amazing if you could consider this that these guys had such concern for their friend who was not able to help themselves. Some of you are in contact with people you're not, they're not able to help themselves and some of you in your situation are not able to help yourself. And so they brought this man in before the Lord. They knew if they could get him to Jesus, things would change. Not finding any way because the crowds were there, the religious folks were there, those who were longing for help, those who were sinful were longing for help. And the Bible says they plucked the tiles off the roof. I often wonder how did they get him up there? That's, it'd be interesting to see how they did that, but they did it. I don't know if they had him up this way and hope trying to keep him sliding off the pallet. I don't know what they did, but they got him up there and they took the, they took the tiles off the roof and they let him down right in front of Jesus. Are you, do you see this in your mind? Can you see it? And the, can you imagine what the crowd is thinking? And they're all sitting around talking, listening to Jesus and stuff's, you know, dust and sprinkles start coming from the top of the ceiling and they go what, the, what and they look up and now there's daylight and here's this guy coming down through the ceiling and these guys were lowering him down it's kind of interesting I didn't hear anybody jump up and grab their weapon and say if you tear up my roof and nobody did that they were in awe as this paralyzed man who was unable to move unable to help his own situation. And I'm speaking to that today, but some of us are actually paralyzed. We, we can't make a change. We don't know what to do. His friends had the right idea, though. If I can just get you to Jesus. Are you there, saints? And the Lord, look at verse 20. And the Lord said, seeing is an interesting way to put it seeing their faith he said to them friend your sins are forgiven there are those of you hearing me today watching me today I want to speak that because it's true blood has already been shed a price has already been paid for your sins your sins would you look at somebody who's next to you you might even want to strip the mask down and tell them your sins are forgiven oh my God for most people live out of the condemnation of their own lives 
Judgment comes to many people's lives and their condition is because of the sin in their life. Their separation. I'm not just talking about the things we do. I mean the attitude that we have against or away from God. We do what we do because our hearts are not connected to him. Jesus looks at this man <laughs> paralyzed. Can you imagine what this guy's eyes were doing? You couldn't move, probably could move his eyes. Can you imagine with his eyes as he's being <laughs> lowered down on this pallet and the next thing he knows, there's Jesus right there. And the Lord says, friend, are you, are you reading? Does your Bible say what mine says? In verse 20, and I'm in the New American Standard, it says, friend, not enemy, not sinner, not ratchet. Jesus says, friend, your sins are forgiven. When he says forgiven, he means they are no longer on the record. The father does not recollect what happened. The father chooses not to remember what you did, how you are, what you said, what you didn't do. Thank God that he's able to go past your ratchetness because some of us was ratchet. Look at your neighbor and say, mm-hmm, then pull it down, look, mm-hmm, ratchet. That's a new term I've learned here in the last six, eight months, you know. We, we call wretched, but it's, it's the proper pronunciation and the proper colloquialism is ratchet. When you go on Facebook, you can see that ratchetness. Go on Instagram, you can see that ratchetness, right? I don't want to see your ratchetness. You understand what I'm trying to say? Jesus looks at him and he says, friend, your sins are forgiven you. Are you there? Are your eyes on the text? And look at verse 21. And, and guess who speaks up? The ratchet ones. The scribes and the Pharisees begin to reason saying, uh, uh, excuse me, who is this man who, who speaks blasphemies? Who can, forgive, who can forgive sins but God? Yeah, that's exactly right. God who's sitting right there. And they can't see it because of their own unbelief and their own ratchetness. You know, ratchet comes in all kind of covers, right? You know, we, when, when, you, when you start unfolding what ratchetness is, it had nothing to do with your skin color. Hello, somebody. Uh, am, I, am, I, am I talking to the right people? Ratchetness come light. Ratchetness come yellow. Ratchetness come black. Ratchetness, you, you hear what I'm saying? Because it ain't about this, right? It's about this. I'm sick and tired of politicians playing the, the race card and separating us. But when we go to the scripture and we understand what heaven is doing, heaven sees us very differently and looks into our heart. Men look on the outward appearance, but God, come on, talk to me, looks in the heart. So he says to him, friend, it's amazing. Today the Lord speaks that to you, friend. You're not my enemy. I'm not your enemy. God is not your enemy. Friend, your sins are forgiven. Those who, uh, who live their lives by the, the letter but not by the heart, those who live their lives by what is, what is written on the page, but they go through the motions but it's not in their heart. 
Jesus talked about Israel. He said, you pray, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Sitting right there in the, in the midst are these those who are skilled, they actually are lawyers in the word of God and teachers in the word of God. And they question, they question not the guy or what he's done. By the way, it is traditional in Israel at that time that if you had this kind of sickness, it was because somebody sinned. They're not even talking about that. They're talking about the guy who says, your sins are forgiven you. Well, you see, if that's true, then, then the, the person who's on the pallet no longer needs to describe than the Pharisees. Almost there. Who can forgive sins but God? Nobody has the right. No matter how good a person you are, you don't have the right to forgive somebody else's sins. Because to forgive a sin means you have to pay for it. Lord have mercy. For you to be clean in the, in the sight of God, somebody had to clean you. It was a cost to clean you in the eyes of God. Somebody had to take on your filth. Somebody had to take on your, your, your wretchedness. And that's exactly what we see when Jesus, that's exactly what we see when we see the cross. He becomes ratchet for you and for me and for everyone who believes rightfully he says your sins are forgiven forgiven and they are bickering and, and, and pontificating about who who is this but check it out verse 22 but Jesus aware of their reasonings answered and said to them why are you reasoning in your heart Look at your name. He says, logic loses every time when it comes to God. Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins be forgiven you, or get up and walk? I can, I can say either one. If I, if I remove your sins, if I take that thing out of your heart, not, not, no guilt now, you're not attributing any guilt to yourself anymore, and you're not beating yourself up anymore, and you're not the author of your own destruction. When, when sin goes, then you see it differently. We got a whole different situation. Nobody changes until their concept of themselves changes. And who is able to give you that? Jesus, before this man says, hey, friend, first I'm identifying you, my friend. Whoa, the most popular, most powerful man in all the community. And Jesus calls him my friend. He didn't call the Pharisees my friend. He didn't call the Sadducees my friend. Are you all still with me? I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Check this out, what the, what the Lord says. He says, which is easier? Your sins are forgiven. Or take, get up and walk. Which is it? I'd say whichever one you want is true. <laughs> Verse 24. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority. Are, you, are, you, are, are your eyes seeing? The Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He says to the paralytic, I say to you, get up. My wife was speaking of this this week. Get up. It's God speaking to him. 
Same thing happens when you hear the word of God. It empowers you because whatever God speaks, it is so. He said, my friend, he says, get up. Look at your neighbor and say, you know what? <laughs> get up and walk so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, get up, pick up your stretcher and go home. Hey, Jarrell, where'd you go, man? <laughs> I'm, I, oh, am I early? Wow. Must be God. Amen. <laughs> what I want you to see, what I want you to hear, I believe what the Lord wants us to hear today is your immediate situation that appears to be impossible is not. And that God calls you friend. My dear friend Helena Barrington wrote an incredible song. Some call you Holy Spirit. Some call you Holy Ghost. But I long to call you friend. I'm, I'm saying this to you. I want you to bow your heads up because the Lord wants to intervene. Intervene in your life today, right now. Those of you that are hearing me today, God wants to come. He wants you to know, number one, that you are not his enemy. Those of you that believe you are not, God is not your enemy. God, if God was your enemy, you wouldn't be. God is not your enemy. And even more than that, he is your friend. God knows what it means. He even, he, he even defines the word friend. It's a covenantal word. It means we will never be at war. And whatever I have is yours. And for you, whatever you have should be his. And those of you who have not said, well, how in the world could God be my friend? Well, he already suffered for you. He already, he already paid a price for you. Didn't You did not, you can't do this on your own. The, the price is too much. It's too heavy. Remember Mel Gibson's film, The Passion? In the garden when he was praying and sweating, drop, drops as the blood, he's praying under the burden of what he's got to do. And the enemy walks by him and says, what do you think, who can bear this burden? You think it's too heavy. It's too heavy for, for, for us. You can't be the author, but you can't be the healer of the thing, same thing you infected with. It takes God. I want you to bow your heads because some of you have, have you, you've been like the scribes and Pharisees. You named all these things you think you got to do in order for you to be a friend of God. And, he, and Jesus, if, you, if you'll just believe in me, if you'll confess me, if you'll acknowledge what I've done for you, if you acknowledge what I've done, if you believe in your heart, the Father raised me from the dead. If you confess with your mouth, 
Jesus said, you're no longer my enemy, you're my friend. And that friend means whatever I have, you get it. So I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to ask you to stand on your feet. And those of you that are at home, I'm going to ask you to open your hearts. Can you imagine a look on those guys' face? When, when, when the paralytic is, is laying there and all of a sudden Jesus says, get up! And power comes to him. So he moves. Lord, have mercy. Can you imagine how indignant the religious people get when God does what's outside of themselves? It's an amazing thing. Whatever your paralytic situation is, what you're unable to move today, right now, I want you to give it to God. I want you to hear that. You're my friend. Get up. God will command you to do what you thought you could not do. So you got to move. Some of you you are wrestling with that healing. I, I know there's uh, one specific person I know for sure I, I want to pray for today. And there may be some others of you that feel like you're in a, uh, a situation of paralysis, meaning I can't move this thing. It's still here, please. I need help, God. And those of you that fit that description, I want you to come. I want my friend to come. Yeah, I want you to come. I need just a little bit of help with this. And those of you that are here today, I started down this road. Those of you that said, well, I don't feel like God's going to help me because I don't deserve. No, you don't deserve. Of course you don't deserve. But if you believe and you confess, and you acknowledge, it's A, B, C. That's simple. Acknowledge Jesus. You did. You died for me. Believe that the Father raised him from the dead. It means all authority so that you may believe that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. And if you will confess with your mouth, it shall be so. All the people said, Amen. I'm going to do this real quickly. Those of you, others that have a serious situation physically, I want you to come and stand in this middle aisle in the name of Jesus as the presence of the Lord is here today to help us and to help you. He is no stranger to trouble and trial. He's not a stranger and he's not afraid. And we're just going to just be obedient to the Lord. Is that all right, saints? Those of you that said, you know what? I want the Lord to be my friend. You're not so sure. You're not so sure that he's your friend. If you've prayed that prayer, something like this. That, Jesus, I acknowledge you are the son of God. I believe the report that you died for me. I believe that the Father raised you from the dead. I confess my need for you right now. I confess that you are my Lord. Then the, the scriptures say, you, my friend, are saved. Shut your hands toward the Father in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your servant that serves willingly out of his heart just because he loves you. Who serves when he, 
when no one asks him to serve. I thank you, Lord, for your servant that, that means something in the body of Christ. And I stand in the name of Jesus against what, what threatens his life. I anoint you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for your healing in the name of Jesus. I'm just commanding in the name of Christ, noble to get up in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it. I praise your holy and your righteous name. Thank you, Lord, for your, for your unspeakable gift. I praise you for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let this be done in the name of Jesus. Let healing come. Let your presence come in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. We trust you. We trust you and believe you. And the church said amen. Just begin to worship. Continue to worship the Lord.